things na makikita natin sa testimony niya is that ginagamit tayo ni Lord as ambassador of reconciliation. I've often said uh, if you die with unforgiveness in your heart, there is a danger that you might not be able to enter into heaven. Okay? And so mabuti naman na tayo yung kahit before sa namatay, eh, naayos yung kanilang relasyon. So we know, uh, pwede siyang habangan uh, pag nagkaroon ng reunion sa lahat. Now, lahat tayo na kung hindi napagyan sa kanya. So let's know the principles of God para pag dumatingin tayo, we can extend the life of God to others. Amen? Praise God. It's a good problem. Everyone has everything to say. Yan ang gusto na mong nga. Panginoon, kung nga lahat ay lahat ay lahat ng content. Unless you want this service to extend to 9 o'clock at the 8th evening. Pero hindi, patapusin natin ako. Patapus na. Okay, let's go to the Word of God. Tonight, I'm going to share on moving with God's time. Moving with God's time. In other words, ang sumakita natin dito is that we must be able to take advantage of the opportunities that God gives to us. Okay, moving with God's time. And if you have your Bibles with you, I'd like to read from the book of Numbers, chapter 9, verse 15 to 23. The book of Numbers, chapter 9, verse 15 to 23. Sabi Now, on the day that the tabernacle was raised up, the cloud covering the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony, from evening until morning, it was above the tabernacle, like the appearance of fire. So it was always the cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, after that the children of Israel would journey. And in the place where the cloud settled, there the children of Israel would pitch their tents. At the command of the Lord, the children of Israel would journey, and at the command of the Lord, they would camp. As long as the cloud stayed above the tabernacle, they remained and camped. Even when the cloud continued long many days above the tabernacle, the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord, and they did not journey. So it was, when the cloud was above the tabernacle a few days, according to the command of the Lord, they would remain and camp. And according to the command of the Lord, they would journey. So it was when the cloud remained only from evening until morning. When the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they would journey, whether by day or by night. Whenever the cloud was taken up, they would journey. Whether it was two days, a month, or a year, that the cloud remained above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would remain in camp and not journey. But when it was taken up, they would journey. At the command of the Lord, they remained in camp, and at the command of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by the hand of Moses. Now, let me ask you, ilan sa inyo na wala ang binamasa ko ito? Hindi nyo na nasundan. Di ba? You really have to read it again and again and again. Kasi yung pagkaulit-ulit eh. Simple lang naman na sinasabi dito. Ang sabi dito, the presence of God, was with the children of Israel, yung pillar of cloud. Diba? Pagka umaga, pillar of cloud. Pagka gabi, pillar of fire. Pero ito, tapos na yung kanilang uh, digmaan sa, sa Egypt. They, they were already free. 
But ang sabi dito, hindi nawala yung pillar of God by day and the pillar of fire by night. Ang sabi dito, it acted as guidance. If the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire stay in one place, hindi sila alis. If the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire begins to move, susunod lang sila. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, hindi nila pwedeng pangunahan. Actually, pwedeng simplihan lang ang pagdalagay dito. But, but according to the Holy Scriptures, every scripture is given by the inspiration of God. If my grade school teacher in English would grade the statements from verse 15 to verse 23, alibaba, hindi niyo alam dahil sa Biblia. Alibaba, okay, ito. And I submit this as an essay to my grade school English teacher, eh, mamarkahan niya ito ng C. Ang sasabihin niya, redundant. Paulit-ulit. All you have to say is when the pillar of cloud stayed in one place, they did not move. When the pillar of cloud moved, then that's the, how they move. Pero kung mabasahin mo paulit-ulit eh. Di ba? In every, in every verse, in every sentence. Now, this, is, is God ignorant of grammatical rules? Did God not know that there will be grammatical rules in our culture and our time? Of course He did. And he doesn't care if my grade school teacher would create it with a C. C. He created my grade school teacher. I mean, God is not judged by man. But there's a reason why he did it this way. I mean, it's the same thing in the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens. On the first day, the God, the God. On the second, he said the word. And there are certain things he begins to repeat. And uh, I use it, as a matter of fact, there's a, an English translation. It's called the Living Bible. It was written by a dad uh, to his younger children. So, simplify niya. Simulat na, inedit niya, the way that a great school teacher would actually edit it. Para hindi siya yung paulit-ulit. But I believe God was wanting to emphasize something here. Okay? It's not that he was being redundant. But he wanted to press it into our minds and into our hearts. That if it's time to move with God, we move with God. It's not time, don't move with God. Well, you want to come up? God stays here, you stay with God. If God moved, then you move with God. You understand what I'm saying? It's a matter of fact. Now, God didn't explain to them why they're staying in one place for so long. Hindi if we're staying here, we can always uh, uh, have a complaint. What's the Buddha? What's staying so long? You know? But God didn't explain it to them. It was important that they learn how to trust the presence of God. And basically, I believe that is what God is saying to us today, that we need to learn about the presence uh, and the timing of the Lord our God. When it's time to move, we move. When it's time to act, we act. Okay? One of the things that we, we, we learned when we started in the season of Advent, okay? Sabi nga ng Panginoon sa atin, there's a time that we need to reconcile with God and that time is now. Tinuturuan tayo ng Advent to become spiritually alert and spiritually awake. And being spiritually alert also means knowing when to move and when to act. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
For example, there are some people today, anong nila kung kailang mangyayari yung midnight sales sa Gaisana? Okay? So, hindi pa sila makukwete kasi hindi pa eh. Pero pag dumating na yung midnight sale, matutulog niya, nagigising at this time, to make sure na dito sila sa midnight sale. Because anong nila, that's the time. I mean, you know, if it's not midnight, they can't expect anything. What would happen if you go to Gaisano uh, like 12 o'clock, noontime, and then you go to the store, and then you complain, Akala ko ba sale? Bakit wala pang sale? That's the sale. What would be wrong with that picture? Okay? You go at 12 o'clock noontime, and you go there, and you demand, Give me the discount you promised. Mahalo kayo dyan, no? Promo. Midnight sale. So, that's both of you, di ba? Oh, it's 12 o'clock in the... Where's the discount? What's wrong with that picture? You're there at the wrong time. It's not 12 o'clock. It's 12 midnight. Okay? That's not the time to expect that. Can't expect that. Is that it? Maliwala ko ba? And basically, we need to be vigilant and things like that. Spiritually speaking, God wants us to also be vigilant and alert concerning spiritual things. What if, let's say, your wife declared the year 2017 as a year of doping everything? Okay? Let's say, Sabina, in the year 2017, whatever you deposit at the end of 2017, you'll Every kind of transaction. Pagkumuta ka na 10,000, at the end of the year, 20,000. Okay? Pag nag-deposito ka na 10,000, at the end of the year, 20,000 of them. You understand what I'm saying? Pag sinabi yun ng banko, if the bank, you know, you know it's, it hasn't happened. But let's say the bank says, this particular bank says, during this year, whatever transaction you engage with us, we will go. Yung interest mo sa utang, do-doble. Yung interest mo sa deposit mo, do-doble. What are you Let's say you're banking in a different bank, not in that particular bank. They don't offer that, this bank offers it. What will you do? Will you, all, will you open an account with this bank? Let's say it's not a scam. Okay, just for example, let's say it's not a scam. It's true. If I were with another bank, I would probably withdraw everything except one peso. That's you understand what I'm saying? Okay, I'll put my money this bank. And I'll keep on depositing as much as I can. I'm not going to borrow money from that bank. Because it will do me. You understand what I'm saying? Right? You will do whatever you need to do in order to take advantage. Now, when are we, you're not going to make any plans, okay. I can't do it now. Uh, I know what I'll do. Uh, 
I'll deposit in 2018. What's going to happen? Don't worry about that at all. You did. Because it's only for this year. Again. Do you understand what I'm saying? If the bank says it's only for the year 2017, this is available. But the time we say 2017, then everything goes back to normal. Okay? So if you know that, you if you don't have an account with this particular bank, you will open an account, right? If you already have an account, you will refrain from making uh, withdrawals. What you're going to try to do is make deposits, right? I can probably borrow from a friend in the bank with you. So if I borrow from a friend, hindi dodobe utako. As a matter of fact, I can give in my I tell my friend, uh, can you loan me 50,000? One year back, after one year, he got like to say 50,000, and for your troubles, I'll give you an extra 20,000. After one year, the 50 will become 100,000, right? So, he will come back to capital, so he has right? So, I take 20,000 after 50, so I have 30,000 clean. You understand what I'm saying? And normally, that's how our minds think, right? when it comes to earthly things. Now, Jesus Christ says, the people of the world are wise concerning the things of the world. The sons of light must be wiser, especially in the things of the kingdom of God. You understand what I'm saying? Now, did that thing happen? Would that thing ever happen? I don't believe so. However, spiritually speaking, in the year 2017, before we even enter the year 2017, prophetically, we declare that it's going to be a year of increase. It is going to be a year of breakthrough. It is going to be a year of acceleration. Okay? Did, did you hear me mention that? Okay? I thought it did. I taught it to feet of the king, I taught it to the other bishops. Okay? I, I said it's going to be a year of suddenness. It's prayers being answered suddenly. Like you've been praying for a long, long time, and all of a sudden, boom, it's a jack. It's a time when God will accelerate what it is that you are sowing. Understand we are living in the principle of sowing and reaping. And normally we only uh, apply sowing and reaping to finances. You understand what I'm saying? But you need to understand we also sow prayers. We also sow the confession of our lips. Christine mentioned Mark 11 23. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he said will come to pass, he will have. Whatever he says. How many of you knew 2017 was a year of acceleration, a year of breakthrough, a year of suddenness, a year of increase? We knew it, right? Question: What did we do? If we knew that God was accelerating what we sow, if we knew that God was increasing what we confess with our lips. If we knew that God is causing breakthroughs in the prayers that we are doing, what did we do? 
I can tell you what a piece I did. Okay? Normally, in the morning, I spend an hour praying to God. But this being a year of acceleration, there were days I was spending three hours in prayer. There were days I was spending two hours in prayer. At least when we went to the U.S., because of jet lag, okay, I'd wait up at 3 o'clock in the morning, okay, until 6 o'clock. Acceleration. Might as well. You know what? I mean, if a bank would say something, it will double your money. It will accelerate growth. It will increase it. It will double it. We'll do it with the money when it comes to the bank, right? How sure are the principles of the kingdom of God? I mean, God gave us the insight, this is a year of acceleration. A year of suddenness. A year of breakthroughs. You understand what I'm saying? This was a time that we could have doubled our efforts. I know that I added additional in my giving. You understand what I'm saying? I know that I composed certain things that I would speak over my life, over my family, and over the ministry. Why, why did I do that? You see, you know, it's... Sister Christine, and then Mark 11.23. If I'm going to distill the principle of Mark 11.23, it's this. If you have faith in God, okay, you are authorized to say something Okay. Now, when I say you can say something, it is always controlled by faith in God. That means you will not say anything that God will not say. You understand what I'm saying? You're not going to curse your neighbor. I say you die. You're not going to say that, right? Because God loves life. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you can say Okay, whatever you want, in line with your faith in God. And if you believe and do not doubt, you will experience possessing what you have spoken. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, what God is saying is this. He's telling us to say what we desire to possess. But the problem with many Christians they, they're, they're saying what they already have. If you're experiencing, if you are experiencing lack, people complain, I don't have enough. You are saying what you already have. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why say what you already have when God says you can have what you say? Instead of saying, well, I become a bride, why don't you say God supplies my needs according to his riches and glory? I believe God's giving resources to fill this need. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? If you're worried and if you're scared, why are you saying what you already have? Say what you need to have. The peace of God rules in my heart. 
I cast my cares upon the Lord. I will have no anxiety about anything because I pray to Him. Do you understand what I'm saying? And think about this. Sabbath Jesus Christ, if whoever will say to this mountain, He says, talk to the mountain. Right? But the problem with many Christians, they insist on talking to God about the mountain. It's like saying, oh God, this mountain is a problem. Lord, take away this mountain. Help me with this mountain. Lord, move this mountain. Next day, Lord, what's taking so long? Move this mountain. Lord, this mountain is really a problem. Move this mountain. What if God started talking to you? Did I tell you to talk to the mountain? Yeah. So why don't you talk to the mountain? Because, Lord, it feels good. I would rather talk to you about the mountain. You are an intelligent being. You have a mind, you have a heart. And I can talk to you and you answer back. But the mountain has no personality. Has no life. It's just a pile of rocks and dirt. You want me to talk to you? They might put me in the hospital. You understand what I'm saying? I don't understand why I have to do that. Because a mountain is not a human being, it's not a living person like you. You, I don't see, but I know you're a person. And I can talk to you. The mountain I can see, but I know it's not a person. Why would I talk to the mountain? Because those are my instructions. Talk to the mountain. God, I'd rather talk to you about the mountain. Do something about the mountain, God. It's really a problem. Talk to the mountain. Why do I have to talk to the mountain? Because I said so. Those are kingdom principles. Well, God, I don't need to stand in the mountain. If you talk to the mountain, I'll keep the mountain away. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? People get nervous with Mark 11, 23. I'm just going to say Mark 11, 25. When you stand praying, forgive. Otherwise, your father will not forgive. They feel easy with that. But when it comes to faith, they, they, they feel scared. You understand? We're not following what God is saying. And if we're not following what God is saying, we're not seeing the results he said for us to, to, uh, to see, right? We'd rather talk to God about the mountain. Fine, talk to God about the mountain. And after you talk to God about the mountain, speak to the mountain. Tell it to get out of the mountain. Okay? That's why I believe there are certain things that not take place because we try to insist on doing it our own way. I don't really understand how it works. Who cares whether you understand how it works? I don't understand how by flipping a switch the light opens. I mean, by the corona short circuit, I don't know how to fix it because I don't understand it. The only thing I understand is if I flip the switch up, lights go on. If I flip the switch down, lights go on. How does it do that? Maybe an electrician can talk to you how it works. I can't. I don't understand. 
But even though I don't understand, I can make it work. All I needed to know is flip the switch on, lights on, flip the switch off, lights off. Right? How does Mark 11, 23 work? I don't know. Why would God ask us to do something like that when He Himself can do it? We know that by the Word of God, the heavens and the earth were created. We know that His words were, are more creative and much more powerful than ours. Right? So why would He want us to do something like that? Well, you know what? He's raising sons and daughters. The Bible says we are to imitate our Father. To do things the way God does. Something as the book of Job, acquaint yourself with the Almighty. You shall declare a thing, and it shall be established unto you. You understand what I'm saying? So if you don't declare it, it's not going to be established to you. But the problem with many Christians, what they would rather declare are negatives. Hello? It doesn't work that way. We've got to follow what God is wanting us to do. That's also connected in doing it in, in the time that God has given us the time to do it. We are living in an age of favor. God's grace is being poured out unto us. That means we're not just limited to doing things which ordinary people, ordinary human beings can do. Okay? But because of the grace of God, the favor of God, we can do supernatural things. Let me just show you something in the Word of God, okay? In, uh, if, if you have a Bible with you, look at chapter, Luke chapter 4, okay? Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. Okay, keep, keep a marker there, okay? Keep a finger there. And then also open your Bible with me to Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 2. Because there are similar verses to Makigita natin. Okay? When, when people ask Jesus, or when Jesus was trying to explain to the people the age that they were in, he quoted Isaiah. Okay? So if you are in Isaiah 61, and you have a you have a, a, a finger in, in Luke chapter four. Let me first read Isaiah sixty-one verse one. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Okay. Now let me read Luke. Chapter 4, verse 18. Okay? And Daniel, according to the scriptures here, he opened deliberately to this page. He was reading a prophecy that was being fulfilled right before their eyes. What Isaiah said is like about seven or eight hundred years before Jesus Christ. So verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. 
Is it basically the same as Isaiah 61.1? Huh? Is it basically the same, right? Now let's go to Isaiah 61, verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Malachi said, Luke chapter 4, verse 19. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Well, are they asked God? Amegula. What's missing? He said, he quoted it to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Is that Another translation says it this way, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Right? What was it that Jesus did not quote from the Holy Scriptures? And the day of vengeance of our God. This is not yet the time of vengeance. This is not yet the time of wrath. The time of wrath, the wrath of God will be seen in the seven last years before Jesus Christ actually returns. Okay? He calls it the great tribulation. We are in a time of God's favor. We are in a time of God's grace. Grace allows you to do what no ordinary human being can do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? And according to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, are you learning something from this? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2 says, For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. In other words, while we are living in a time of favor, we might as well take advantage of the favor God is using to give it to us. It is not a time to waste it. Okay? For example, uh, what could have possibly happened if we increase the confession of faith? What could have possibly happened if we increase our time of prayer? Yeah, I, mean, I just pray the thoughts all the time because I run out of things to pray in, in English for Tagalog. Basically, if I just pray, pray in English or Tagalog or any known language, 10 to 15 minutes, Mahabani. Okay? I run out of things to say, but I still feel the spirit of prayer in me. So I just kind of allow the Holy Spirit to lead me in class. Scripture says, uh, I am praying divine mysteries. Am I praying about the privacy? I don't know, maybe. Am I praying about future plans that will take place in 2018? I don't know, maybe. Am I praying about certain tragedies that are about to happen, but because of prayer, they are aborted? Could be. Do you understand what I'm saying? The thing is, now is the favorable time of the Lord. Now is not the time to focus on the negative, now is the time to focus on the positive. I was just reading a book 
I just finished it earlier today. This was a guy who was a pilot. And something that during my life, I had no interest with God. No interest at all. For me, I just live for myself. I need to make money. I need to become successful in the world. I have no time for God and things of God. But he had a praying wife and a praying sister and a praying family. Some other things like that, there was a disease that, they, uh, that took hold of him very rare. And he was out somewhere when we glassed in the cafe. He was driving the truck alone and he had glassed in the cafe. And during that moment in time, he was only able to, to pray, Oh God, forgive me. And he said it was a very thin prayer in the sense that he understood. I didn't ask him because I believe I asked him because I was afraid. Desperate. Once in a while, God gave him a vision of heaven. God gave him a vision of his soul being saved from hell and coming to heaven. And he was able to talk to Jesus. He was able to see certain parts of heaven. He was able to see certain areas. And I, I am not a preacher. I am not a Bible school student. I'm just an ordinary person, and he understood one of the reasons why he was given the chance because his wife and his sisters and family were praying for him, and he saw evidence of God. You know. And Sabi, you cannot be an angel because you know, I think I know. Why is there so much evil in the world? Why, why doesn't God fix the world right now? Why doesn't he come? If he's really come, you know, you have to understand. He didn't grow up uh, learning the ways of Christianity. He was asking the angel, why is the world in such an evil and if there's really a God and I know there's a God because I can see this, I didn't expect this. Why doesn't he come and fix the world? Like he said, the second coming of God. And the angel says, uh, you need to understand, God is not yet finished with the earth. And he says, what do you mean nothing? Can you see all the things, all the shootings, all the beheadings, all the evil things are going on? And the angel said, you're not seeing it the way God is seeing it. If you will see all of the good things that are being done, in the earth, the hungry being fed, the sick being tended for, the orphans being fed. Uh, the, the, the needy people are being prayed for, the gospel being brought to these people, lives being changed. The angel said, it's like this. But the evil that you're talking about, the evil that you say is so dominant compared to this is only like this. You're not seeing it from the Father's point of view. And you know how, how accurate is that? Well, the book of Romans says, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. So yeah, I can believe that. We don't know everything. 
We don't see everything. And basically, if you want to know what's going on in the world, we turn to the news channels. The news channels very rarely features good news. If there's a fire, they'll write about that. If there's a killing, they'll show that. If there's a robbery, they'll do that. If there's a scandal, they'll do that. Okay? And if nothing of the sort is going on, well, there's always fake news. You, you think that's funny? I was in college before. Do you, know, do you know the name of Jorge Mercado? He was our professor. He says, what if you wake up on a certain day, a certain week, nothing is exciting, nothing is really happening, there's no news. I mean, I nothing, there's nothing in this, I don't even know. Make some news. How do we do that? Well, you focus on this and try to think, what if this happens? And the can do you understand what I'm saying? So yeah, fake news exists. We were taught a little bit of that then. But at that time, it's not called fake news. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, so we need to understand that, church. Uh, this is the year of God's favor. It's not a year to walk away from the problem. It's not a, it's not a year to uh, fade away and to run away from the great things God. The things that are going on in the earth today, it's because heaven is beginning to crash into our area of existence. And there is a rumbling that is going on. Before things become steady, it's going to become a little rough in the beginning. Maybe rough the beginning of 2018, but maybe sometime middle of the year, maybe even before, uh, after that, that's when things are beginning to slow down. See, God allowed the enemy to uh, Gave him his best shot. Okay? God allowed the enemy. Do your worst. Michael. He's going to show what heaven can be done. On you. And it's raising up people who dare believe him. Right now, I believe God has enough who are with him. And we are found in different denominations. You understand what I'm saying? So, this is the time for us to take advantage of what's going on with God. To double our efforts for Him. Fashion of our faith, our devotion. This is not the time to walk away. This is not the time to take a deep. It's a time to press on. The kingdom is pressing in. We don't want to be spectators. We want to be participants. We want to be the cutting edge of what God is doing. Amen. Amen.